So you are a Christian. You believe in God, you believe in Christ. But there's a legitimate question that comes right after that, which is what does Jesus expect of you? Stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to Thrive 1110. This is the show where you get Bible-friendly, practical tips that you can implement in your business, um, in your everyday life, tips on business and money so that you can thrive. And as you thrive, I would encourage you to remember God who actually helps you thrive. Remember Him and be an agent of transformation in your family, in your community, and in your city. That's what Thrive 1110 is all about. It's coming from Proverbs 1110 that says, that when the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. So here we are with a new episode. My name is Bold Kerry, your host. And today we are talking about a topic that is often misunderstood. Uh, actually, oftentimes people put this topic, Christians, us, we put this topic in a box, in a corner somewhere. And Anytime we refer to it, it's like it's over there and we are over here and we're trying to relate with it that way. And uh, I'll tell you in a few moments what's the, what's the name of that topic today. Uh, but uh, let me just put this in a little context for you. So you are a Christian. You are a business leader or a ministry leader. At some point in your life, you said yes to God. You said, yes, I believe in Christ. And uh, we all know that the majority of the activities of life surrounding us is not submitted to our Jesus, to our God. So that makes us actually do business, ministry in a secular environment. So we do business, we buy and sell, we uh, build families, etc. in mostly a secular environment. And the question that we can ask ourselves in this context is, what does... Jesus or God expect from us. And the topic for today is stewardship. Yes, you've heard it, stewardship. So don't go running. Don't think you've heard it all because I have a special guest with us today uh, that it's, it's, it's a great honor. It's really a great pleasure for me to have him on this show. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll say his name in a moment. Um, this man has really had a huge impact in my life. As a matter of fact, my journey to becoming um, a, a certified kingdom advisor uh, started with my encounter with him. Since then, he's really been mentoring me, coaching me in many aspects of my life. And uh, I uh, call him dad even. Uh, but uh, today, I, I have the great pleasure to introduce Lorne Jackson to you. Welcome, Lorne. Well, thank you, Bold, and uh, it's a real privilege to be with you, buddy. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> so, Lon is um, the president of uh, uh, CNCF, which is the Canadian National Christian Foundation, and also uh, Financial Discipleship Canada. And Lon, would you mind just um, take a moment to tell us about um, these activities that you do with CNCF and Financial Discipleship Canada? Sure. We... Uh so the foundation I started back in 2002 when I left the for-profit world. I was a broker-dealer in the financial planning world 
and uh, sold that and left there in 2001. And in 2002, I started the foundation. And the main reason that I started it in the first place was I had a bunch of public stock to give away. And uh, I set up the foundation to do that through, but then decided that it would be good to allow other Christian business people, perhaps, that needed to use a foundation to use it as well. So we now have uh, Canadians right across the country using the foundation for their giving. And they would do that because it can have more flexibility for them and it can have it can create a little more efficiency for them so it's a great way for a donor uh, to have those kind of uh, benefits by using a foundation without all of the cost and the hassle of setting up their own foundation and then you know that it's going to be christian because it's a christian board and and uh, the board signs a statement of faith annually and uh, that's it so then then we started financial discipleship canada and the reason for that was so that we could do other stewardship training uh, or I would say we do ministry through that uh, charity. So one charity is the Canadian National Christian Foundation where we help donors, we're, we're a channel. We are like a conduit from the donor to the charity they want to support. And then of course financial discipleship is there to do ministry. So we do a lot of uh, training on helping people understand biblical stewardship because you know God's word, and I'm sure we're going to get into that, but God's word talks more about finance and, and uh, money and possessions than any other single subject, uh, more than in heaven and hell combined. So it must be important to him and therefore to us. So we do a lot of stewardship training. We also do estate planning for uh, donors of the different charities to help them think through their end of life uh, giving. So those are the kind of things that we do with those two organizations. And, uh, I am very blessed to be able to be involved as a volunteer to both organizations. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lord, for being generous with us, um, uh, with us, uh, with your time. And Lord, one thing that I didn't mention is that you also wrote a book, and that book is called "After the Faith Decision: All Else Is Stewardship." Um, and um, that really ties in well with the topic of our conversation today. Because like I was saying, we come to Christ um, and then we continue living our lives um, trying to be like the best Christians that we can, um, running our businesses, ministries, etc. But uh, I'd like you to talk to us uh, for a, a little time about what are the issues that you see uh, in the world out there, even like actually in the Christian world as it relates to stewardship. Um, I like the title of the book, After the Faith Decision, All Else, meaning all else is stewardship. So what are the dangers or what are the red flags that we can, um, that you can warn us about as it, as it comes to stewardship? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great question. And I, I have to tell you, you're right. When, when you started the show today and you talked about stewardship, but you didn't say what it was, yet what the word was, but you said it's often uh, misunderstood. I think it's often um, a most maligned word because we don't really understand what it is. Oftentimes, stewardship was fundraising at the church. It was a, some kind of fundraising event that we were having. We called it Stewardship Sunday. Uh, all those kind of things are, are built around stewardship, but that really isn't what stewardship is about. Psalm 24.1 says, The world is the Lord and everything in it, The sorry, uh, <laughs> the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all those who dwell in it. 
Psalm 24, 1. Well, I would, the way to uh, uh, really sum that up in, uh, I would call it, you know, that's, that's probably the NIV that I just quoted. Uh, I would quote now the LJV, which is called the Lorne Jackson version. <laughs> the Lorne Jackson version of 24-1 is, God owns it all. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. God owns it all. So that changes everything to me. You know, I was raised in a Christian home where I was taught to tithe. The very first dollar I ever made, I gave 10% of that to the church. Uh, that's what I was taught to do. So, But I thought my, I was done. I thought, that's it. You know, I've... I'm, I'm pretty good. I, I gave 10%. Mind you, I wasn't so thrilled about doing it. I remember when my dad taught me that I had to do that. It was like, really? Like, I only got a buck. I got to give. I only want to end up with 90 cents. And, you know, in those days, you could buy a Coke and an ice cream cone for that. So, uh, so but I, I thought if I give 10%, then I'm done. Well, no, no, that's not what Psalm 24.1 says. It says that God owns it all. So then... That comes down to the question, it's not about the 10%, it's about also the other 90. How do I use that? What, what am I using that for? And, and I'm not saying that you've got to give it all away. That's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, but I do think that we need to be more aware that if God owns it all, then what does that mean with me today? When I go to work, does that mean, what does he own? Well, he owns my time. He owns the time that I have on this earth. He owns the talents that he's given me. He owns the, the, the treasure. So now we stop there. We, we often talk about time, talent, and treasure. But that's not the end. We also need to consider the truth, God's word. How have we stewarded his word? Have we put it into practice? Are we actually doing what we read? Now, hopefully we read. I, I heard a great line yesterday where a guy said that, if, uh, if your Bible is in good shape, you're probably not. Uh, if your Bible's in bad shape and it's all kind of marked up and falling apart, then you're probably in good shape. So that's, that's a good thing to remember. But as we read the Word, are we putting that into action? Or are we like, the Bible says, we're like the man who looks in the mirror and goes away and forgets what he looks like, that we need to change. And then, then the fifth one under stewardship is relationships. Because, as you know, the only things we'll take beyond this life are the relationships we've had and the time that we've spent with, God, with the Lord and in His Word. So we, we really need to consider that time, talent, and treasure, but also the truth that we learn and the relationships that God has put us in. And why did He put those people in my path? And how can I add value to their lives? So those are some of the things that I think... Uh, are all about stewardship, but we seem to think, well, I put the tithe on the offering. Actually, during this time of COVID, you don't even use the offering plate, do we? Uh, I, uh, I went online and gave my 10%, so I'm done. No, maybe not. God owns it all. So it's really a it's really a 100% thing, and, and not just 100% of the money, uh, but actually everything. Just to recap what, what you said, Lord, what you said there, Lord. So time, 100% of my time, 100% of my talents, 100% of my money, in other words, treasure. Uh, that's three, T there, three T's there. 100% of, uh, of, uh, of, of the word, actually, the word that is entrusted to me. And 100% of the relationships um, that uh, God has uh, blessed me with are, are all areas of stewardship. 
and uh, and uh, you said something that really really struck me out is the two things that we will actually get to carry in the other in eternity relationships and and the time the time that we actually put uh, with God um, here during this life with with when we bring that that concept of stewardship and we apply it to everything how does it look like in terms of the business world um, or even uh, in ministry if if um, a business leader a business owner is listening right now or a ministry leader is listening right now how does the concept this concept of stewardship really become manifested in the way they work and uh, and, and do business Yeah, I, I like to say when it comes to stewardship, what's that look like on Monday morning? What do I do when I get to work with that thing with, called stewardship? And I, I think it uh, has a huge part to play in, uh, in our business, in our business world. And, and the question I like to ask is, how much is enough? Well, what do you mean, Lauren, how much is enough? Well, how much is enough for a lot of things? How much is enough for my Uh, lifestyle. What's the right lifestyle for me to live uh, as a believer, as God's uh, as God's son? Because that's what His Word says. I am. I am God's child, uh, and that that strikes me as a wow. That's just beyond my understanding. In fact, just this morning in my devotions, I was praying, Lord, help me to understand better what that means to be Your son, to be a son of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that owns everything. Like that's just boggles my mind but but how much is enough how much is enough for retirement I had to consider that in fact when when before uh, long before I sold our business my wife and I spent some time one summer answering that question for retirement you know we had had figured out okay if uh, we ever sell the company someday how much would we have to have for retirement Well, I don't happen to believe about retirement. I didn't retire. I rewired, I call it. I just re I used the skills and abilities that I had in the business world to uh, do God's work now, and I'm so I'm rewired. But how much would it take to be able to do that? And so we calculated it out and figured out what, what it would. If our company sold for this much money, then we'd be able to retire and uh, volunteer our time somewhere. Well, guess what? When it sold, it sold for way more than that, way more than I ever imagined. But the good news is we had already answered the question, how much is enough? And we knew that that money was not ours. For everything else over and above what we had come to the conclusion of uh, was going to be enough was not ours. So that went to God's work, and which is why I set up the Canadian National Christian Foundation. So... Then we have to ask the question, well, how much is enough for my day-to-day -day living? What's the right standard of living? How much is enough to leave to my kids when I leave this earth and I graduate to heaven? How much is enough for all of these things? How much is enough to leave to charity? What should I be leaving in, uh, in my will? You know, I find many people that I talk to when you say, would you like to leave something to charity in your will? They go, yeah, yeah, I would. But... I don't, I don't really know what would be the best assets to leave. You know, I need help with that. Well, yes, we, we can help them with that. But I just think it's very important when you get to work to know, okay, how much, how much time, uh, as, a, as another question, how much time am I spending at work versus uh, how am I stewarding my time with my family? 
or have I believed that lie that uh, quantity is more important than quality, or quality is more important than quantity? Uh, we we kid ourselves on that one and say, well, if I, uh, you know, I'll do something really high quality, I'll take my son out and buy him a toy. Yeah, well, that's not that's not uh, that's not how much time I'm. That's not what I'm talking about. How much is enough? So how much is enough for my family as well? So all of those things start to weigh into it. And then bold, uh, one more thing. I think the, the question I had to grapple with was the question of debt. Uh, when we bought the company, I went into a huge amount of debt to do that. And I remember clearly walking out of the lawyer's office the day we signed the final papers. And I said to my wife, we now owe more money than I thought I would ever make in a lifetime. How do you feel? And she said, I'm oh, fine. She said, uh, we prayed about it. We feel that the Lord has led us to this, so I'm fine. Well, I made a commitment that day that uh, the Lord uh, helping me, I would uh, pay off this debt as quickly as possible. And we had a 10-year mortgage to pay off that debt. But that mortgage payment was every month I had to buy a house. Uh, <laughs> the mortgage payment was like buying my first house every month. So I thought, oh my goodness, this is a huge nut to crack and, I, and it's going to take me 10 years to pay this off. Well, I, my commitment to God was this. If you help me get out of this debt, Lord, I will never go in debt again. In two and a half years, the Lord paid off the debt and I have never had any debt since. So I think it's very important. I, I, my fear is that people haven't asked the question, how much is enough debt sometimes as well? How much is enough debt to carry on the books? And, and is, are these uh, self-paying debts or have I just created debt for lifestyle? And that's a whole other area of stewardship. Some, sometimes, Bold, I'm, I'm fearful that some of us might get to heaven's gates and the, we hand the Lord an IOU because we didn't have anything left. We spent it all. <laughs> You know, the, the, uh, as you're speaking about these these uh, practical applications of, of stewardship, uh, uh, one thing that um, that one of the things that that you said regarding time, regarding uh, time, meaning how we spend our time, what's in our agenda. So, in other words, if if I if I interpret what you're saying is that what's in our agenda actually speaks to our uh, our priorities. And, and what's important for us? Like, is it all work, all family? Is there a balance somewhere? What's, what's always, always coming up in our agenda, taking the first place? And I remember reading in your, um, in your book that y the best of your time, you, you like to, to actually spend it with God starting your day because you're a morning person. So, um, so yeah, that's, I remember reading that in, in after the faith decision, all else is stewardship. And by the way, if you're listening to this, I have uh, free copies of this book to give to you. You just need to make sure that you're one of the first three to reach out so I can give you these three, these copies. So the first three persons that will reach out after the show, just go on thrive1110.ca. That's thrive1110.ca. Reach out, send an, a message uh, saying that you listen to this show, and then I'll uh, make sure that you get one of... Uh, one uh, copy of uh, After the Faith Decision, All Else is Stewardship, written by Lorne Jackson here. And um, talking about debt, one, one of the questions that I have sometimes is, uh, is it is it okay, let's say when you 
all your debt was paid up. Uh, God really helped you pay all the debt, and you had actually asked Him to help you do that. And the consequence of that is you'd no longer go into debt. Um, is it, for example, to say that um, if I have the ability to to rack up more debt in order to increase the business, for example, or in order to to try and reach bigger revenues in the business, in the area of stewardship, how can I approach that? Yeah, I would. I, I always look at things like uh, the risk, of course, the risk reward. You want to look at what's the risk I'm taking with this. Once in a while, I'll run into uh, a, a gentleman or a lady who has borrowed against their house to invest in the in the business, uh, and I always get nervous when they do that because I think, okay, you're jeopardizing the family home for the for the sake of growing the business bigger. Is that a wise decision? Maybe not. I, one of the things that I did not do was jeopardize our family home when we went into the debt that we went into. Uh, but I do think that uh, that you know going into debt to grow your business, maybe God has, uh, if you're sure, you'd want to be sure that God has uh, designed you for this purpose, but you're, you might be designed for the purpose of raising funds for his kingdom. So if you're growing your business so you can give away more, uh, that's one thing. If you're growing your business so you can have a higher lifestyle, that's totally different. Uh, and I think, you know, sometimes we have to look at it and say, maybe God increased my income so that I could increase my standard of giving rather than my standard of living. And if that's the case, then I'd need to know that. I need to be in touch with the Lord. And the people listening to this show may be saying, well, I'm not a morning person, so giving my time in the morning would be pretty bad because I'm half asleep. Well, okay, I am a morning person, and that's when I'm most wide awake, but 9 o'clock at night would not be a good time for me to be spending with the Lord because, um, yeah, all he'd hear is me snoring probably. So that wouldn't be, uh, that wouldn't be very profitable. But I, I think uh, making sure that the time that you do set aside every day with him is uh, a key time that you, you hold very close and do not let things get in there we can we can let all kinds of things get in there and take away our time with the lord but man if he owns it all that means he owns my business and wouldn't it be wise to check in with the owner before you start your day's work mm, that's a packet of wisdom there <laughs> thank you lord now one, one, like after hearing all of that, one question that I certainly um, ask myself is, how can we, how can people in, in business or in ministry make sure that they become better stewards? And that's our Let's Get Practical section. Bold. Let's Get Practical. How can we, as business leaders, ministry leaders, make sure that we increase or grow or mature, whichever term you want to use, in our stewardship? Well, I think uh, it goes comes down to two things. Understanding, first of all, that God owns it all, which includes my me, my time, and everything. And then spending time with Him to find out what His priorities are. Because if I don't know what His priorities are, then I'm probably not going to be a very good steward. <clears throat> I'm my uh, my favorite line that I want to hear when I get to heaven is, well done, good and faithful servant. That's the words I long to hear. And, and I'm sure that your listeners, you and your listeners do as well. So 
it would be important then to be uh, spending time with the real owner every day to find out, okay, what's his priorities for me? And then, and then understanding that, okay, he owns it all. So he could take, you know, here, here's some of the ramifications of that. If he owns it all, he can take whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And, and we all know that. He could take away my standard of living. He could take my way my income. He could take anything he wants because it's his. Um, so it would be important to understand that because he owns it all, that then I need to be very careful that uh, I'm using all to uh, build his kingdom. And how can I help add value to the lives of others hmm. around me? Wow, wow. So... Yeah, so number one, making sure that we know, that we know, that we know, not just in our heads, but really deep inside, that everything is His. Like you said about Psalm 24 there, like, uh, God owns it all. <laughs> Your version. <Yeah. laughs> and uh, yeah, and yeah, secondly... The LJV. <laughs> the LJV version. And then, secondly, making sure that we spend time inquiring about what His priorities are for everything that is actually concerning our um, our time, our talents, our treasure, our uh, relationships, and even how we steward His Word. Um, so these two things would be key. And you said something that is also really important, and to me can be indicative of how, uh, uh, how committed we are and how, um, how deeply we have captured this essence of God owns it all is that if he owns it all he can actually do whatever he wants with it so ask yourself this question if you're listening ask yourself this question if tomorrow or let's let's so that you're not nervous let's talk about yesterday if you woke up yesterday we all know that yesterday is already passed right so don't be nervous if we if you woke up yesterday and had no business no income how would you no ministry <laughs> um, that we yeah it's good work but let's say all of these good things were taken away from you yesterday how would you feel would you be at peace would you be panicking stressing what would be your state and 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 that's maybe indicative of of how deep this concept of God knows it all is in our hearts um, so thank you Lon for these two. Uh, practical things that we can uh, we can uh, implement in our lives in our businesses number one make sure that you know that you know that you know that God owns it all and secondly make sure that you find out what his priorities are um, all across it's in your hands we'll support you so take courage and do it I know you can do it so thank you very much, Lauren. Is there any anything else that you feel is important to address as we go towards the end of the show regarding this this idea, this reality of stewardship? Yeah, let me just add one thing, and that that would be this. You, you can always tell when you are asking about uh, stewardship and how do you know if you're being a good steward. Here's how you can know: look at your checkbook and look at your calendar. Okay, where am I writing checks to? Or now it might be uh, paying online, whatever. But what am I spending the money on that God has entrusted to me? And what am I spending my time on? Because those are the two things that will tell you how you're doing at stewardship. And tell, it also tells me 
Am I investing uh, those things for a return or am I just burning them? Are they just gone? And, uh, and then I would say one other thing on the debt issue. I heard it this, said this way, never, buy, never borrow money to buy coal. Now, that's an old, old saying because nobody buys coal anymore. In fact, I don't think with the uh, emissions that we have, you could even burn coal. But, but never buy money to buy or never borrow money to buy something that you burn up that's gone. So, in other words, just lifestyle stuff. If you're borrowing money to buy a business, to buy a home, to buy something that's going to grow in value, that's one thing. And with the Lord, if the Lord's directing you to do that, that's a, that can be a good thing. But I don't think the Lord directs us to spend a whole bunch of money on something that's just burned up and gone. So, uh, now, food, of course, you need food. So that's a different thing. But, I mean, uh, we need to be careful with how we use debt. So I would finish it by saying, yeah, just check your calendar and check your spending and see how you feel about all of that. And I would add amen to that. Well, thank you very much, Lon, uh, for uh, your generosity in being with us on this show, Thrive 1110. So um, you can listen again to this show by going to chri.ca or Thrive 1110. That's thrive1110.ca. And uh, tune in again next week, same station, 9 a.m. for a new episode. And um, as we talk about more topics related to business and money. I'm Bol Kere, your host, and this is Thrive 1110. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.